Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Montana. We're running around crazy. Look at this. You can even see the outside. We have pretty flowers. It kind of looks trippy up there on the TV. We never have the blinds open. We'll get those closed here in just a minute, but actually the lighting doesn't look too bad. You look beautiful. Thanks, man. That's totally my fault. I was like, it's so gloomy and smoky and cloudy. I needed some natural ambient light to come forth. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, hey. Colter Nuanas. We're in studio together for the first time in a minute. I've been running around crazy, crazy. Been all over the place, all over the Rocky Mountain West. But it's been fun taking this show on the road and a ton to get to today because at long last, my man, college football is back in the Garden City. It's, yes. I can't tell you how fitting I think it is, but also how beautiful I think it is that this has been among the great football towns I've ever spent time in. Missoula, Montana loves football. I think because of the tumult that is, uh, the University of Montana has experienced uh, over the last 10 years, combined with the Grizz not being quite as good as they were for such a long stretch, we sort of forgot. Everybody still loves Grizz football, but they kind of forgot. 
Then it was taken away from us. And then the Grizz had one of the most serendipitous and epic victories in the history of their program last weekend. <clears throat> At this town right now, and this is not an exaggeration, to me, I've, I've been monitoring, I mean, I've, been, I've made my entire life out of this. This town feels like 2008 for the first time since 2008. <sighs> And, uh, Ooh, baby. you know, this town used to be the energy of the Grizz football team and the Grizz program was palpable. Yes. And th- that same thing has been happening in Bozeman. And people that live on this side of the Continental Divide don't realize it. But I spent a lot of time in Bozeman as well. It's been brewing and brewing and brewing, but incrementally building and building and building. Mm-hmm. But here, I'm not ready to say the Grizz are quite back yet. That's been the narrative all week after beating Washington. But the energy... And the fervor for football is back. It's on the rise, man. And I, I feel it. I, I hear it around the water cooler. I'm standing in line at the grocery store. It's just the hum is back. The reverberation, the resonance is, is here. And I tell you what, it feels good. It's nice to talk about things non-COVID related. Uh, it, it's good to talk about Grizz football being back where it should be and historically has been. You want to check out the show anywhere besides 1029 ESPN Radio or uh, SWX Montana Television. Hi, everybody out there. You can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. You can also watch us on YouTube. N-U-A-N-E-Z is how you get there. Please subscribe. We'll be doing a YouTube giveaway later on this fall. Or you want to be a part of the show, you want to give us a call, shoot us a text. Holla. 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. I'll guest join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It is a Florence Coffee Company Friday I had the busiest day ever, man, and running around like a chick with my head cut off. But we it's because it's for a good thing. Rajim and I will be broadcasting 3.30 tomorrow afternoon from what the, from the yeah, Chamber of Commerce parking lot. We have so many sponsors. This is the most we've ever had, man. We got... We're going to be broadcasting from a toy uh, toy trailer, uh, a toy hauler, I guess is what they call it, from uh, RV Truck Sales, which is going to be super sweet. We cool. got Twisted, Twisted T's going to be down there doing giveaways. Domino's Pizza cool. is going to be down there slanging pizza. Oh, I'm going to get fat. We got, we got Pepsi Cola. We got the Badlander serving drinks. We got Carl Tyler Chevrolet bringing off some trucks to show off. So we Good got gravy. We got everything down there. So come hang out with us tomorrow. It's sure to be a beautiful afternoon into evening, and uh, we'll be doing... Uh, Pre-game show from 3.30 to 5.30. Little memo, though, no post-game show tomorrow, only because the Grizz kick at 6 p.m. The Missoula Paddleheads play in the Pioneer League Championship uh, play-in game, I guess it is. So the North has to have a one-game playoff to go to the championship series. Gotta the, love it. The South gets an automatic bid. So the Paddleheads clinched the second-half pennant last night. I don't think that Missoula, their minor league baseball team, has ever won the first and second half in the same year. That's the situation Missoula's in. Pretty cool. Very cool. Matt Ellis from the Missoula Battleheads will join us here about 15, 20 minutes. Um, but we have no post-game show tomorrow. But today in this show, we're going to get you all prepped for the weekend, whether it's high school football, college football, the Missoula Paddleheads, everything in between. Our good <clears> friend <throat> Carolyn's going to swing by. I she, love her. Chick who doesn't know sports, bringing the laughs. If you're watching on TV, you see this beautiful clutch right here. This is from Clutch Women. You ever heard of Sarah Colonna, Rajim? What's up, man? Sarah Colonna's a, a pretty prominent comedian. She's very mm-hmm. popular, especially among um, the women. And she's also married to John Ryan, the longtime yes. punter for the Seattle Seahawks. He's now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But uh, everybody that's anybody that's been going to games, you know, there's this new clear bag policy, Absolutely. which I'm down with. You know, keep us safe. Keep it's it, all keep good. Keep it clean like a washing machine. <laughs> but uh, some of you gals, you don't necessarily want uh, a full clear bag. If you just have a couple things, you know, your wallet, your cell phone, you know, chapstick, whatever. 
There's these cool clutches, and these are the exact size that are approved that don't have to be clear bags. So we're going to be giving one of these away later on in the show. We also got a giveaway from AC Hotel with uh, mimosas and Bloody Marys. So we got all sorts of stuff for you here on Nuanas Now. We'll hear from Brent Vegan, Montana State head coach. We'll hear from uh, Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. We'll hear from Marcus Wellnell, the reigning defensive player of the week uh, in the Big Sky Conference. And we'll also go through all the games from around the Big Sky as well. So jam-packed Nuanas Now. That's all to say, what's up with you, man? How you doing? You know, très, très bon, mon frère. I'm good, man. It's, <clears throat> it's Friday. It's been a long week. I apparently have something stuck in my throat. Oh man, a little smoke bit of smoke, it man. Too. It's so funny too because when I don't have the the, <clears throat> sno- the smoke stuck in my throat, then I hear myself on the headphones. I'm like, dang, I sound good today. Because sometimes I'm like, man, I sound so bad. The smoke kills me, man. It constricts, man. So I'm hoping to get back to the dulcet tones that people are used to hearing. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. There it is. Oh yeah. I'm good, man. I am well. I can't brag and I won't complain. I'm alive. It's been a long week, even though it's been a short week with Labor Day. Super excited. Had a freshman football game last night. Got some high school football on the docket tonight. Grizz football is back where it needs to be Saturday, and I love me a good Saturday night game. Um, Other than that, man, things are good. My son has his first football game next week. Team's looking tight. Life is good, brother. So let's start with the, the only piece of bad news from the week. And as I've always made a vow around here, we're not going to sit here and analyze the pandemic. You got mm-hmm. enough of that. Mm-hmm. That stuff's rotten. Everybody's in the world's brain. You know, I'm not. We're, we're not going any farther than that. We only bring you the news. Uh, none of the analysis when it comes to COVID nineteen. Missoula Hellgate, Missoula Sentinel, supposed to play tonight. It was called off. <sighs> it's a bummer. There's not really much to say. It sucks for the kids. Uh, <sighs> it's 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 just too bad. Um, and especially because last weekend. Um, both teams, all three Missoula teams, for the first time in a long time. 20 years. Uh, coming off of victories at the exact same time. So uh, Big Sky took down Billing Scavy 42-7. to Hellgate posted a 42-20 to win over Belgrade. And Missoula Sentinel beat Bozeman 34-14 to on the road. So good weekend for Missoula's Class AA high schools, but an unfortunate uh, bye for uh, two of them now this week. So that's a bummer. But Big Sky is in action up in Kalispell Glacier. Uh, they're taking on Jake Rendina and the Wolfpack. So that should be a, a pretty physical uh, good game. Uh, I mean, just one thought from you, though. You're coaching down at Sentinel. I mean, the kids are probably disappointed by this, right? They're disappointed. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. You're always disappointed for, for cancellation of a game, and we get it living in a pandemic era. But you're really disappointed when it's a crosstown rival. No matter what your records, who you have on your roster or not, those are the games that the kids get up for. It's a, it's, it's a blow for the community, too, because parents come from that. Alumni come back for that. Grandma's wearing the big button on her, you know, grandpa's leather, uh, you know, letterman's jacket from 1948, and all those good things that come along with it. So it's, it's definitely a blow. Uh, we we kind of had a lull this week at practice just because there was, there was nothing to get up for. It was kind of anticlimactic, but... The freshmen took care of business last night, still put the stamp of approval on the program, and we did what we had to do, and, and uh, the program lives vicariously through th- through through the games that are played. Nuanas now broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Rajim Seabrook riding with me, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. It is a Florence Coffee Company Friday. No matter where you're at in Missoula or around the great state of Montana, there's probably a Florence Coffee Company near you. We already had our Americanos this morning. Rajim likes it hot, I like it cold. We're drinking a little yerba mate, but this was in uh, homage to the uh, people at Florence Coffee because uh, they got me caffeinated once, so I had to get recaffeinated True again. Enough. And this was just was what was in the back of the of the cooler in my car. So here we are. But no matter where you're at in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. Uh, we've been making the rounds with all my good buddies that contribute on this show all week long. 
uh, asking just for their reactions to what we saw on Saturday. I know a fair amount of people uh, around the state watched the Bobcat game, although it was hard to watch. That's the one, uh, not hard in terms of the play. I thought it was a great game. It was a really good game. Slugfest back and forth. I thought Montana State showed really well, uh, but it was just hard to watch because it was on, like, the Wyoming Facebook page, and, like, my brother was like, yo, bro, I don't have Facebook. I'm not getting Facebook to watch a football game. So, uh, regardless, um, I know that then in Missoula, though, people were – Highly tuned in to Saturday night's game against the Washington Huskies. So uh, let's start there. Just your overall and general reaction to Montana marching into Seattle and taking out the number 20 team in the United States of America. I said it almost 24 hours before the game. If we can hold our water defensively, the upset was going to happen. And I should have played the lottery because the the fact that that happened and came to fruition was amazing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that Wash the state of Washington is Grizz Stadium. You know what I'm saying? I just it it it's one of those that's for the ages. It gives you momentum. Hopefully, it's not too much steam that evaporates into a cloud this Saturday because there's as high as you can go with that. There could be a big letdown, especially against a Western Illinois team that also beat a FBS team uh, last week in Ball State, who was you know the favorite to win the MAC this year. So there's a there's there's a good thing, and I love it and really happy for it. I hope it's just not too anticlimactic come tomorrow. All sorts of things to get to. We're going to save a lot of the uh, college football stuff for hour number two as well as into tomorrow as well because we'll have a full two hours before the game, too, to get you the ins and outs, all the details of the Western Illinois Leathernecks coming to town. Uh, actually, a team that's pretty uh, familiarized with the state of Montana because they were in Bozeman in 2018 to play the Cats in their opener, lost 26-23. Two weeks later, they took out Montana in Macomb, Illinois, 31-27. And then in 2019, the Cats went there to return the home-and-home, and and the Cats walked away with the 23-14 victory. I saw three matchups against the Montana schools in the last couple years. This will be the fourth. So the way that these work, when I'm talking home-and-home, for those that don't understand, a lot of times FCS teams, particularly the Big Sky Conference and the Missouri Valley Conference, they have a a cross-conference challenge during the non-conference season before the conference slate starts. So when you sign a home-and-home, that may, that's saying, hey, I'll come to your barn. If you come to my barn, mm-hmm. we'll figure out the revenue when it's all said and done. So this is a return of that home-and-home. Home. The Grizz went there first in 2018. So uh, definitely some members of the Montana football team that remember uh, that loss, to be sure. Um, one note, uh, text in from one of our uh, listeners, and please keep the text coming. That's just the easiest and uh, most awesome way for you to be uh, a part of the show because you can send it. I can finish what we're talking about, and uh, then we can – you know, pivot the conversation for you real quick. And we know someone's listening, which really feels good. Hey, that's exactly right. So a text from uh, one of our fine (laughs) listeners out there. Uh, He says, I keep hearing you say something in reference to the Montana win over North Dakota State. That's in 2015. Uh, Montana won 38-35 in that game. Uh, That is incorrect. Carson Wentz, the NDSU quarterback that year, was not knocked out of that game. He played every offensive snap for the Bison. He did get injured later that season and was thus out for uh, when they played them again in the playoffs. Because remember... Montana had to go Fargo uh, for the playoffs that year, but the listener says that uh, he was in for the duration of that game. Uh, Partially correct. You are correct broadly in your correction of me. Carson Wentz was not knocked out of that game. You are correct. He was not knocked out till later on in the season. That said, he was knocked out of that game, and although Easton Stick did not record a pass, Easton Stick did take about 12 snaps in that game. He was credited for a rush in that game because Wentz turned his ankle. Wentz came back in, and he played the rest of the game with a hurt ankle. So uh, your your broad correction is actually correct. Carson Wentz was not knocked out of the game 
permanently. He was only knocked out for a moment in time, and then he came back in. But I love other details, so keep those uh, coming. Also, a text that came in late on yesterday's show, and we were in the midst of interviewing Matt Johnson, Missoula Big Sky coach, says, hey, guys, do you think that Robert Kraft will be attending tonight's game, tonight's game being last night's barn burner between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys? As a Pats fan, I do. So that leads us into a brief conversation because we got about five minutes till Matt Ellis, the vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads, joins us here on Nuanas Now. Uh, but did you watch the action last night? Dude, what was that about? Well, what a, I mean, for a, first of all, a Thursday night game, historically, not very good football. Uh, it was, it was, a, that was a game. It was a very entertaining and very hard fought game, but it was a horrific game in terms of execution. I mean, how oh. many turnovers was there? Like eight? Too many. Tom, when was the last time Tom Brady's team turned the ball over four times like that? I mean, it was crazy how much 1990, they were never? I mean, Ronald Jones might have got himself benched for the rest of time. When he fumbled for the second time, Arians was like, you're out. That's okay because I have Fournette in the fantasy <laughs> league. So handcuffed, brother. Um, it was a weird game, but there were some there were some positives that I kind of took away from that game, uh, despite the gaffes. It's the first game, minus Sands, one preseason game. So we're seeing some of the effects of the new uh, NFL schedule uh, coming to fruition. For me, it was, uh, I'm looking at Tom Brady still making all of the throws. I'm looking at Tom Brady still making all of the pre, the pre-snap reads. That at 40 years, 40 years or 40 plus years old, this guy is still grinding and doing it at a high, high, high rate. That's the one thing I looked at. Then I look at, unfortunately, the Dallas Cowboys, my arch nemesis. I'm looking at Dak Prescott. Dak looked good last night. There were, there were parts of Dak's game, great. you know, where even though Brady won the game, uh, Dak won the night, and there's there's there was just just flashes of um, what people have wanted to see out of Dak, and then there's flashes that make that's what scares me when he plays my Giants twice a year. Couple thoughts there too. <coughs> One, um, Tom Brady is 44 years old. They did a cut up during the game showing Tom Brady. In street clothes, in his uniform, and standing on the sidelines. And it was like three-year increments from 2001 to now. And then they showed videos of Tom Brady playing, taking snaps, reading defenses, releasing the football. It was live, affirmative, and undeniable truth that Tom Brady, by every possible measure, physically, in physics, in acumen, in football IQ, is better than he's ever been before. That in itself is absolutely astounding. It's scary. It's ridiculous. It's really scary. The fact that right now, him and Father Toe, Father Time are at are, are toe to toe. Usually, Father Time wins this. He's winning, man. Dude, he is they, winning. They, they showed him. I mean, he has lower body fat. He's in better better physical condition. He, I mean, you know, he's eating nothing but the best, drinking nothing but the best. I mean, his mind is as sharp as it's ever been. He's reached the like the brink of middle age where now you're, you know this. I mean, everybody that gets older, you that's the best part about getting older is you get wiser and you, you, do. you, you can handle life more. Absolutely. He has all of that, but then he's also physically better. They showed all of these release points. When he first got in the league, he was he's always been credited, despite not having the strongest arm in the league, with having one of the quickest releases in the league. Absolutely. They say he gets he used to get rid of the ball in .4 seconds. It's faster. They were timing him in this game last night, 0.32. Oh, he has, I know. He has, they say he has the fastest release of any quarterback in the league. That's including Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. 
at 44 years old. Dude, it was, he put on, there were aspects of last night, it, there was a clinic. The thing is, too, 44 years the old. The thing is, too, with the way that the rules have changed in the NFL, yes. the way that the NFL pr- protects quarterbacks, especially star quarterbacks, partially due to him as we speak, the way that Tom Brady uh, refuses to get max money so he'll always have a great offensive line, yep. and the fact that he has unbelievable skill players surrounding him, I don't know what's, what is even, well, when is this ever going to end? Because right now he's not playing football, he's throwing darts. He's playing catch. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't like, ever. He doesn't even get touched. Like sometimes he throws a bad pick or whatever. But yep. his swag is operating at an all time level. I know people thought he was falling off when he was in New England. Even last year in Tampa Bay, he was up and down. He had a hard time hitting deep throws. But then down the stretch, the last month of the regular season and into the playoffs, he went Tom Brady TB12, the best he's ever been. I mean, they he beat on the road in order: Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Forget about it. It's the greatest run in the history of the playoffs. It was playoffs. I love how you went high pitch on that. Way to hit that apex of your voice. That was amazing. Uh, it is a testament to repetition, repetition, repetition. It also doesn't help that he's married. You know, it helps that he's married to Giselle and probably drinks bathwater out of the Ugg boots. You know what I'm saying? He's found the fountain of youth, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Down there somewhere in Florida between that and his Ugg boots and every other endorsement he has, my man has found the fountain of youth. But again, I what I enjoyed last night, I can't believe I'm saying this about Tom Brady, was just, again, the mechanics, the release, the fact that he is just still doing what he's been doing for years at a high rate, if not at a better and it was just um, it was just really interesting to see and kind of gives me hope as an old fart that I can get back into some semblance of shape. <laughs> well, no doubt. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. One more point on the last night's NFL game before uh, we uh, get Matt Ellis on the phone. Uh, Matt Ellis, the general manager and vice president for the Missoula Paddleheads, they clinched the second half title of the Pioneer League North race. Uh, last night as well. So they win the first and the second half. So great uh, effort by them. But one last point. You mentioned Dak Prescott looking pretty darn good at times. Yes, sir. I've always been a guy that has thought Dak Prescott was okay. You know, I think he's pretty good, but I don't think he's as good as a lot of people think he is. I don't think he's a top 10 guy. That said, I watched Hard Knocks, and I thought that gave great insight into why Dak Prescott is so revered, both in the Dallas Cowboys locker room and around the organization, he's a wonderful person, man. He's he's Good one peeps. of those like he's one of those dudes where like his his partner when they're playing uh, spades in the locker room is like the mailroom guy, you know. Like he's literally going out for drinks with like the trainers and stuff. Like he's he's making an effort to be cool and be friends with everybody. That altered my opinion a little bit. Mm-hmm. He also is obviously a very compelling. And uh, magnetic leader, because True. when he got hurt last year, their season was done. I mean, the, the Cowboys did no one on the team even played hard for the next month because they were so deflated. I mean, they got ramshackled after he in that within that game that he got uh, taken out of. So, even though I think that he is still um, above average but not elite talent wise, I totally get now why they are all in on him. And I thought last night he actually played, considering the circumstances of his off or, uh, of of the last year, I guess we'll say, mm-hmm. from his brother's suicide to yeah. uh, his horrible ankle injury, yes, and then to getting the pressure of getting the second largest contract in NFL history for a quarterback. Uh, I was very impressed with Dak Prescott last night. Yeah, he has a lot of poise. He kind of is in the same um, class as a young Russell Wilson, if you will. Just very um, affable, likable, uh, just a great young guy. And I can't believe I'm saying this about a guy that wears a star on his helmet. 
But I, I too, have watched that series and have a different perspective and engagement of perspective about this young man. And it's his, it's his intangibles that people are latching onto more than with his physical attributes. New is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook Yo. in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. We're going to give you the updates on everything around the great state of Montana as well as around the wide world of sports as well throughout the rest of this show. Uh, efforting Matt Ellis, the uh, general manager and vice president of the Missoula Paddleheads, uh, just to get the nuts and bolts out of the way. Uh, the Billings Mustangs had the lead early in the game uh, of game two of a two of a three-game series. The regular season finale, by the way, tonight uh, at Ogren Park Allegiance Field for the Paddleheads. Uh, sorry, I don't have any more tickets for you. We gave you four tickets to every single game this entire summer, which was great. And thanks so much for listening and calling and all that. Uh, but I gave my last two sets away at the uh, the Grizz Round Ball Golf Tournament yesterday. So uh, congratulations to everyone those because that was uh, probably a fun prize. We had great gift packs, man. I put together some stuff for y'all. So, uh, but. Love giving it out to everybody uh, in the community. But last night, uh, this sounds familiar for the Missoula Paddleheads. Seven unanswered runs. These This team scores in bunches and bunches and bunches. It's like every press release I read from Jeff Safford. Five unanswered runs, seven unanswered runs, nine unanswered runs. So they win last night 11-4 to over the Billings Mustangs, and that helps them clinch the second-half pennant in the Northern Division. Uh, that also dashes the playoff hopes of the Mustangs. Those are like the two last remaining original Pioneer League teams. So that's not a, sort of a rivalry. So probably cool for the Paddleheads as well. But this sets up the showdown, man. The two best teams in the Pioneer League this year have been the Missoula Paddleheads and the Idaho Falls Chuckers. Yep. They have both just hit the tar out of the baseball. They've been scoring runs like football scores. It's been pretty crazy uh, to monitor and watch. And uh, now... One game for all the marbles. Saturday night, 7.05, Ogren Park, Allegiance Field. If you can't make it, we have the call. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Listen in. But this is uh, this is a good one, man, because it's actually sort of crazy that the Paddleheads won the first and second half pennants, and it all comes down to one game. I like, talk about pressure, man. <laughs> Under pressure, man. It, but you know what? You know what pressure makes? Diamonds. Let's shine like one. Let's go, Paddleheads. We're going to keep trying with Matt Ellis because I know he's a busy guy. They do have a game tonight, so he's probably taking care of something why, down. Why would he be busy on a game night on a Friday? What are you talking about? Uh, it's fireworks night down there at Ogren Park, Illusions Field as well. But uh, when, if and when we get a hold of Matt, we will welcome him in uh, with open arms. But uh, we're going to take a break real quick because it's been all grizz all the time around here, justifiably so. But caught in the, uh, the shuffle last weekend, a kid that I've always kind of rooted for because he comes from a, a background that almost no one else does. He caught a touchdown on Saturday for the Montana State Bobcats. He's Trayton Pickering. He's a walk-on tight end from Sunburst, Montana, population 240, up there on the Canadian High Line, six-man football. If you didn't know, you'd think this guy was like an NFL prospect because he is like a grown man. But anyways, he got a touchdown last week against Wyoming, so I caught up with him. Earlier this week, keep it right here. Nuanas now. We'll hear from Trayton Pickering, Sunburst's finest in a Montana State Bobcat tight end, right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
Last weekend ushered the return of football for the Treasure State's beloved college football teams. Saturday marks a pair of highly anticipated unveilings for the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. But at the prep level, a crosstown battle in Missoula between two teams coming off impressive victories has been canceled. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Friday was supposed to mark the first crosstown clash of the season between two of the Garden City's class AA high schools. Instead, top-ranked Sentinel and upstart Hellgate will not play on Friday because of COVID-19 precautions. The Spartans posted a 34-14 win at Bozeman last weekend to move to 2-0, while Hellgate posted a 42-20 win over Belgrade. Fresh off impressive performances in Week 1, including a historic win for the Grizzlies over Washington, Montana and Montana State's football teams play home games of consequence for the first time since December of 2019. The Grizz, fresh off their 13-7 win over the number 20 Huskies, host a Western Illinois team that's won just two games between the 2019 season and the truncated 2021 spring campaign. Montana State, fresh off a 19-16 heartbreaker at Wyoming or the Mountain West, will host Drake of the Pioneer League. Rob Ash, MSU's all-time leader in head coaching victories, led Drake for 18 seasons before taking over at MSU in 2007, a position he held until 2015. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. is now on ESPN Radio with special guest Roger Zebrook. Letter to my uncle, but I rode away on the Tennessee stud. The Tennessee stud was long and lean, the color of the sun, and his eyes were green. He had the nerve and he had the blood. There never was a horse like the Tennessee stud. One of my favorite parts of this is when I, uh, when Rajim Seabrook sings to me, and all of a sudden now I'm bleeding. I don't know how that happened, but, uh, you know, don't worry about me. We'll wipe it off and we'll be just fine. Welcome back in. New on is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook doing his best variety show here on ESPN Radio. Matt Ellis was running around Missoula, uh, Missoula Paddleheads Field at Ogre Park and Legion's Field, so uh, he missed our call. But now we have Matt Ellis. We welcome in the general manager, vice president of Missoula Paddleheads. His squad, the Missoula Paddleheads, now the Pioneer League champions for both the first and second halves, and uh, they will host a one-game playoff against the Idaho Falls Chuckers on Saturday night. Matt, congratulations first and foremost on all your success, and uh, just take us through what's the emotion right now because, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember a team that won the first and second half both in the same season uh, in Missoula. Yeah, I think we did it in 2017, but... Um to remember, I think we did it in the first half with an under 500 record. The league was, the division wasn't very strong. Um, so we did it this year, but we have the best record in all of baseball, including major leagues and all the other independent leagues and professional baseball. So uh, we're pretty proud of that. Uh, we're excited. Uh, I was just down at the cage. Sorry for being a little late. I got crossed up and was uh, enjoying BP with our players. And they're just, they just can't wait. They just want to get to tomorrow. Let's talk about, uh, what this is going to be like because you guys have uh, your regular season finale tonight against the Billings Mustangs. So if anybody out there in Missoula right. looking for something to do, head on down. I catch one last uh, regular season game, but then it's one game for all the marbles. So just take us through like how everybody around there is feeling because you guys have had an exceptional year, like you said, the best record in baseball, period. Yeah. But it comes down to one well, game. I know. My coaches are like, why can't we get a bye to the championship? Uh, so... You know, it is. One game playoff in the North, it's a tough one. Um, you know, 
but that's what the league voted on. Uh, best two out of three in the championship series once we win tomorrow night. And but you know that's that's what they voted on. So we have to live with it. Um, we don't like it. We wanted a two out of three for this round, but uh, it didn't happen. And um, it's one game, so we're we're hopefully rested and stacked. And you know, like I told the coaches, I'll take our team against anybody in a one game playoff. So we're, we've got the right people on our side. No question. And it is fitting because, I mean, I know that uh, it's funny because you, people that have followed the Pioneer League for a long time know that Missoula and Billings are, they got a real, little rivalry going. So fitting that you guys clinched the, right. clinch the pennant against the Mustangs last night. But also, it feels as if there's a burgeoning rivalry against the Idaho Falls Chuckers, and these have definitely been the two best teams in the North this year. So uh, what do you think of the matchup against Idaho Falls? These are two offensive juggernauts. Yeah, they can hit. Um, you know, they uh, they made hay on the Rocky Mountain vibe, the worst team in the league. They played them 22 times, went 20 and two against them. We didn't have that luxury. We didn't play that the vibe once. So, so we we like our chances. Uh, their offense is really good. Um, they've got a um, some good pitching that they can throw at us tomorrow. They've had the luxury of resting their starters this week because they couldn't control their own destiny. They needed Billings to lose, so we did that for them. But. Uh, you know, um, they're going to be tough. I mean, they actually won the season series against us in the first half. Uh, some of it was off of that controversial um, knockout round we had with the home run derby. But um, so there's, you know, that kind of created a little tension between the two teams. So I think we're we're fired up to play them. It's going to be fun. You're right. I think it is uh, becoming a rivalry. Well, last thing for you then, Matt. Uh, just give us a little preview, or I guess uh, give us the reasons why people should come out to the ballpark both tonight and tomorrow night, but mainly tomorrow night for this one-game playoff series. This, this should be a, a great piece of sporting action. Well, it'll be less crowded than the Grizz game. That's one. Uh, but uh, it's a great opportunity to come and see great baseball. This is a team that's played its heart out for Missoula this summer, and it's been a great story, not only locally but nationwide um, and and regionally as well. And uh, they're really good. This is a good team. Um, and the more people we can get in this ballpark pushing them along, the more likely we are to win the game and go to the championship series, which would begin on Monday night here in Missoula. So, you know, we want more baseball. So we want to win tomorrow, and we want to win a ring. We want to finish the deal. Uh, it's one thing to win the regular season uh, record title, but it's a whole other thing to to seal the deal and win the whole enchilada, and, and that's what we want. Our team wants it really bad, and uh, they're hopeful that we're going to get a, a good crowd to support them and, and push them to the finish line. Well, from us here at ESPN Missoula, as well as everybody around the great city of Missoula, best of luck tomorrow night. Everybody around here is rooting you on, and uh, go take care of business. Get yourself a ring. You guys are awesome, and uh, we appreciate your support, and go Paddleheads. And also, go Grizz, Connor, uh, Coulter. No question. Matt Ellis, Missoula Paddleheads, joining us. He's the vice president, general manager. He's been involved in minor league baseball in Missoula since the uh, the original iteration of it. So uh, big time for the Ellis family. I know they've all been uh, very instrumental in, in making sure that baseball came to Missoula and stayed in Missoula. So uh, congratulations to Matt on a personal level. I mean, heck, he gave me my first job way back in the day when I was like 15 years old. So uh, he's been a good part of this community for a long time. And it should be fun one tomorrow night, one-and-done scenarios for uh, – Playoff baseball, always fun. It's new on us now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. My man. I teased Trayton Pickering, but then we got Matt Ellis online. So we'll hear from Trayton Pickering here in about, oh, eight, ten minutes. But quickly, uh, before um, we get to that, 
Let's take a look of, uh, at the football games around the great state of Montana uh, this upcoming weekend. As we mentioned off the top, Missoula Sentinel, Missoula Hellgate, Crosstown Clash. That one's no-go, COVID-19. But Missoula Big Sky is heading up to Kalispell Glacier. I am uh, I'm fascinated by this Jake Randina kid, man. I shouldn't even call him a kid because he is a man. man. Buddy. So, so a quick, quick personal uh, tie to this. When Rob Ash was the head coach of Montana State, um, Rob Ash was um, perhaps the the loosest and uh, most uh, ex- uh, most welcoming of, of head coaches I've ever dealt with in terms of media. These guys now they close practice after twenty minutes. You usually only get to watch stretching. Everything's a big secret, whatever. I don't want to waste anybody's time complaining about it because it just is the way that it is. But Coach Ash, you could go to every practice, start to finish, all the time. And he was really great about it. I mean, you could walk around the field and observe everything, watch everybody do drills all the time. And it taught me so much about football. Well, the long snapper for Montana State back then was, uh, and this was when I was at the very beginning of my career. So I'm only like a year or two older than these guys that I'm covering. And uh, the long snapper was a guy named Donnie Tudal, who's uh, from up in uh, Big Fork. Uh, his cousins, there's a bunch of two dolls here in Missoula, too. I, I was, yeah, that name just like, as you said, it resonated. There's, there's two doll construction. A bunch of my, uh, I had a bunch of two doll friends when I was growing up, too. Uh, but so he kind of knew who I was. Right. And uh, he's, you know, he's the long snapper. So he's always kind of bored at practice. So he would always kick it with me. And we got to be like good friends. Long snapper, kick it with me. <laughs> Sorry. Low hanging fruit. I'll take it every time. I know. Uh, but, anyways, Donnie's back up in the flathead and he's running uh, strength and conditioning yep. gym. And he's Jake Randina's trainer. So I actually started watching Jake Randina lift. Uh, when he was like 14, 15 years old, because he's, I mean, this kid, he's an all-state running back, no question. But this kid is a world-class weightlifter. I mean, he had the fourth best deadlift in the history of the United States for a sub-18-year-old the other day. So, uh, I mean, 6'1", 235, runs pretty darn fast, but he is oh, a boy. powerhouse, man. Yeah, I started watching film um, last night and this morning, and that is a... Uh we got our work cut out for us next week, man. Yeah, because Sentinel plays Glacier, right? Yeah, and they come here. So he is a, that is a man child right there. In, in the mold of Janicaro, if you will. Uh, like, he is a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like you, know just, what's, it, you know what's crazy, though? Because both Janicaro brothers are really, really uh, tough and strong and good yep. runners. Randina's even, he's bigger, stronger, and faster. Faster. Man. Yeah, I know. It's its its like Mike Allstott on a high school he level. He seriously oh, man, it's is. Ridiculous. Man. Like uh, watching him just, it's like bugs on windshields. But, uh, We'll be okay. It, it will be a fascinating matchup for sure. Other games to watch around the state of Montana tonight. Class B got all shook up last week. What's up? Manhattan, the defending state champs and the top-ranked team in the state, 52-0 loss at Florence. Goodness. I call, Spanking. I called two Florence games last year. Florence is the real deal, man. They are running this up-tempo, mm-hmm. um, super-slick spread. Pat Duchesne, the the son of head coach Pat Duchesne, is uh, I, I think he's awesome, man. I think he has a little bit of ways to develop physically, but he is a great decision maker. He's a great field general. They have weapons all over the place. I mean, Tristan Pyatt, uh, nice Blake Shoop, nice. I mean, they have one of the best linemen in the state, Kyle Abbott, who's like six four, two eighty, big mean, boy. I mean, they have all sorts of of, of guys. So uh, they obviously, after dismantling the defending state champions, Florence up to number one, but they have another stiff test tonight. Number seven, Three Forks coming to town, coming mm-hmm. to the Bitterroot Valley. So that should be a good one. Uh, a couple other big clashes in Class B. Big Fork, who's number five in the state at Class B right now, takes on Jefferson, which is out of Boulder. Uh, and that's a couple undefeated teams. So that's five versus nine. So that'll be a big one up there in Big Fork. And then Eureka, 
who's been mm-hmm. one of the dominant teams in Class B the last couple years. They're number six in the state right now. They take on number two, Fairfield, who's been one of the other dominant oh. teams in Class B. So a lot of big-time showdowns uh, at the Class B level. When it comes to Class A, Hamilton's been rolling lately. Steaming. They beat Dillon 48-6 to last week. Uh, they take on Southwestern uh, A rival Frenchtown, so that'll be a, a good one. That one's mm-hmm. in Frenchtown. Yes, too. Yes, sir. Uh, and then Whitefish, they're, they're continuing to look to capitalize as well. They uh, take on Butte Central. Whitefish, a big-time winner last week over Frenchtown 2017. That's a game that could have playoff ramifications uh, down the road. And then probably your top game uh, in uh, – Classy eight-man features uh, number five Thompson Falls versus number seven Alberton Superior. Also, uh, defending champion, actually de- the champions three out of the last four years of the eight-man level, Drummond Phillipsburg, which is Foot Creek. Uh, they take on Plains in Plains tonight as well. So there you go. That's a look at uh, your games from around the high school level. Speaking of small school high school football, a young man that played six-man here in Montana, he got a touchdown in a game against an FBS opponent last week. Trayton Pickering from Sunburst. A Montana State Bobcat tight end joins us here on Nuanas Now right after this. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio. Standing day and week and life. Thanks so much for spending some time here with us on Nuana's Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Give a little music and, and, and analysis from time to time as well. But all I know is that my guy, Rajim Seabrook, who's in studio with me, loves it when our main guy, Tommy Evans, is on the board. That's my, my man Tommy knows what's up. Got the five fingers of funk back there. We slapping it down. We got great bumper music on this show, period. It is definitely one of the things I take the most pride in. I couldn't do it without Tommy because he's my main guy. We're like soulmates when it comes to music, even though we fight on this show about it all the time. That's right, man. But uh, Rajim gets real grumpy when he doesn't have you playing his music, man. He comes here to party. And so, I got uh, you guys covered, man. I, I, know, I know what to do. I know you're not you always too. here, brother. And you know what I mean. I need... I need you, I need my head bopping a little bit. You know what you I'm are my first priority, just oh. so you know. Oh man, you, you treat me better than my family. Thank nah. you, brother. <laughs> mm. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Tommy Evans in the background. Gene Seabrook on the right. Coulter Nuana's in the middle. Northwest Motorsport Studio. They're new to Missoula. Northwest Motorsport is. They're located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can also find all of that extensive inventory at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. I love the meshing of cultures in college football. It is among my favorite things, and I think it happens at a more profound level at the Montana schools than anywhere else in the country. Elaborate. Because, like last weekend, Matt McKay, who hails from Raleigh, North Carolina, on the other side of the country, you know, a six foot four African American guy from uh, the heart of the South, who's never even been to the, the western part of the United States until he comes to Montana State to play football after he transfers from NC State, throws a touchdown in the fourth quarter in a game in Laramie, Wyoming, which is also a world away from both Bozeman and Raleigh, to Trayton Pickering, who comes from Sunburst, Montana, a little oil town up on the Montana Highline, about 12 miles from the Canadian border. <laughs> Where else does that happen, man? Even at, nowhere. I mean, USC and Alabama and all that. There's there's meshing of cultures. You have you know different races, different backgrounds, different socioeconomic status, all that. You're never going to have a dude from a 2 million person city throwing a touchdown to a dude from a 200 person city. It just doesn't happen. It's the polarity of it. It's just the extreme polarity of it. But you know what? It creates parody. It creates a great visual. And for right now, it's creating conversation. Montana State fell 1916 to Wyoming uh, in Laramie at War Memorial Stadium last Saturday. A valiant effort by the Bobcats, but it was a dichotomy in terms of analyzing it because, on one hand, you could say, Montana State did great. They they battled in the trenches. In fact, I thought they won at the point of attack on both offense and defense. They ran the ball with authority. Their running back, Isaiah Afonso, had more than 100 yards rushing. They put uh, Sean Chambers, the Wyoming quarterback, under constant duress and did not let him get out of the pocket and get loose. He's one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the nation. But they outplayed Montana State. Excuse me, Montana State outplayed Wyoming, and they lost by three points. So, uh, on one hand, you're you're never satisfied with a loss, but you have things to build on from the loss. But on the other hand, you're frustrated if you're Montana State, no question, because I think they think – that they let one slip away. Oh, they totally let one slip away. It's it's just it is what it is, but it's also a testament to where the Big Sky Conference is playing. Uh, you know, higher ranked team, so to say. Uh, don't they don't need to hang their heads on this one. Take 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 your licks, take your wounds, take your loss. But going forward, from what I saw last week to where they're going to go, watch out for Montana State, man. Caught up with Trayton Pickering. He got a touchdown in the fourth quarter. It was almost the game winner. But then another guy named Trayton, uh, Trayton Clark for Wyoming, catches a touchdown with 47 seconds left. I never even heard the name Trayton, so the fact that there was two small-town really? tight ends in this game that went touchdown, touchdown, pretty crazy. So, regardless, I caught up with Trayton Pickering uh, earlier this week, and uh, this, is a, this is a great interview. A kid from a small town in Montana that bet on himself and made it happen. Also, pay attention when he's talking about his injury. Because this is pretty crazy. This dude tore his ACL when he was in high school and had no idea because there was no good medical, I shouldn't say good, no accessible medical care where he was at. So he played his whole senior season of football and basketball with a torn ACL. He gets to Montana State, and they're like, yeah, dude, you got to have surgery. That's toughness. That's Montana tough. 
Trayton Pickering here on Nuanas Now. Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Here with Trayton Pickering, one of two Traytons to catch touchdowns in Montana State's 1916 loss at Wyoming. It was almost the game winner, and then Trayton Welsh from Wyoming got the game winner with 47 seconds to go. So that was sort of a weird anomaly, the fact that two guys named Trayton catching touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game. But uh, Trayton, obviously disappointing for you guys to go to Laramie and lose, but you got involved in the action. The tight ends got involved in the action, so you got to have some optimism at least there. You guys got to be excited to be a bigger part of the offense this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, having a new OC in house, right? I mean, uh, offense has changed a little bit, and it's been nice being able to be more involved in the passing game and help out in that way. And uh, uh, all the tight ends are obviously excited, and uh, everybody's just thrilled that, I mean, we're going to be more part of the offense and be more dynamic in that sense. I, this is one of my favorite parts about covering college football in Montana. Is just the the meshing of different backgrounds, guys from all over the country. I mean, Raleigh, North Carolina, couldn't farther away from where you're from in Sunburst, Montana. I asked Matt McKay after the game because I was trying to you know cheer him up a little bit because he's a little disappointed. I said, "Do you have any idea where Sunburst, Montana?" He said, "Hell no, I have no idea where Sunburst, Montana is." But that is it's kind of cool, right? I mean, you're catching touchdown passes from a guy from a you know two million person city, and you're from you know six man football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's nice. I mean, that's kind of my favorite part about football is I mean, you get to mesh with all these guys from california alaska over on the east coast north carolina i mean you get to learn a lot of new backgrounds especially coming from such a small town i mean it's pretty uh single culture there i mean not a lot of diversity up there and um it's just cool to be able to hear other people's stories and how they grew up how they are compared to mine um and it's just really cool being able to uh learn different guys backgrounds and get to know them a lot better what do you take from this Wyoming game? Because uh, a lot of times these FBS games, when you are in it, it's because they're making mistakes or the, you got, the FCS team scored a bunch of points. You guys went toe-to-toe physically. I mean, this was a slugfest. You guys looked every bit as physical as Wyoming. So what do you guys take from this game moving forward here? I mean, our defense, they battled for the for the entirety of the game. I mean, they kept us in it while the offense, I mean, we slowly had to get going a little bit. I know uh, I'd be surprised. I wasn't surprised that Matt didn't throw the ball 30 yards over uh Lance's head the first play because I mean I was pretty nervous being my first time <laughs> right. out there um, but I mean it was a first learning for a lot of people I mean it was a lot of people's first um, new head coach new OC DC I mean it was just really cool to get out there and learn kind of what everybody's capable of and uh, just excited for this next week for sure Train Pickering joining us here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide TV, SWX Montana TV. There were so many questions about the coaching change, and I think that uh, Jeff Choate, former Montana State head coach, he brought so much passion and fire, and people were wondering, you know, the Bobcats still going to play like they've been playing the last couple of years, but you guys sort of put that notion to rest right away. So what do you think of just the new coaching staff, but also it seems like you guys are the ones that set the tone in terms of how hard you guys play. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, we have a bunch of players from under Coach Choate. I mean, everybody, the recruiting, I mean, you rec- we recruit people who are are going to be competitive and passionate for the game and are going to put everything out there on the line every snap every play so I mean I think that's no question with our culture I mean uh, our leaders install it in us all the time and they hold us to that expectation and if it's not held I mean people will be told what to do and I mean that's kind of what our identity wants to be like and I feel like <clears throat> on Saturday we wanted to be physical and that's what we try to do we just ended up coming a little short 
this is only the first time I ever, I guess the second time I ever talked to you in person, but I actually knew, I, I remember the first time I ever saw you because I went on Montana State's East Side Swing Tour when Leon Costello was first the athletic director. I think Cho had been the coach for like a year. And then like, yeah, I just come to all the Montana towns. You can write a story on it. And I remember uh, we went to, the last stop was in Shelby and we went to Ringside Ribs. I remember you came down to say what's up because you were kind of getting recruited. Uh, just take us through that moment to now because it takes a lot for a guy to walk on from a, I mean, how many people live in Summers? 200, 300, 300 people, right? It takes a lot for guys from the high line to, to make it at Division One football. So, uh, but you obviously believed in yourself. So, I mean, when you first met Choate that day, all the way till now, I mean, just take us through the story of the journey. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just coming from such a small town, I mean, it was an honor to be able to talk to Coach Cho and get my foot in that door and come to camps, obviously, and uh, just knowing that, I mean, coming from a small town, if you put the work in and you're able to do whatever, I mean. Uh, it's all about your skills and whatever you put your mind to, honestly. And uh, just through these last few years, just developing, knowing when you first come in that you're not going to be uh, affecting games. You got to gain weight and learn the offense and slowly evolve and learn certain things. And um, I think going through Coach Cho, uh, I learned a bunch, gained a lot of weight. That's kind of what the big emphasis is, especially coming from such a small school. And um, I think just learning all the plays and getting coached from good coaches uh, throughout the years and learning proper technique, and I think that's kind of what's got me to where I am today, honestly. And you got hurt early on, right? Was it before you even got here? Was it the, was it the Shrine game? Is that where you got hurt? Uh, I got hurt uh, in the first game of my high school uh, senior year. Oh, right, okay. I uh, sat out a few games and then uh, wore a knee brace. Uh, didn't know really what was going on, just knew I had a little knee pain. Um, got here. First day of practice, uh, asked our, Rob, our trainer, if uh, I could have a knee sleeve just because, I mean, for basketball, I wore it a few times. And uh, he went, he put my knee through the test and was like, yeah, we need to check this out. And uh, so, yeah, my freshman year, about a week into it, I had to get my ACL surgery. Uh, so the first year was just a complete battle of just getting my knee back to where it should be. And then it was kind of a step behind everybody, it felt like. So I had to try and catch up and get my body to where it needed to be. That's amazing. So that must have been frustrating, though, because you'd kind of already proven that you could play through it, right? The surgery was actually the thing that ended it, not actually the injury. Yeah, it was It was kind of, I know Coach Cho was saying, I mean, you want to try and minimize how many times you have surgery. But right. we kind of talked through it, and, I mean, we kind of knew I was going to redshirt. Sure. So it was a good year to try and get healthy and not risk doing any further damage and uh, so, yeah, that's kind of what it ended up doing. Well, when you did finally get healthy, then uh, that's probably pretty motivating to try to get back and to get to full strength and all that. So, I mean, your training, what have you done to put on the weight? Um, honestly, I think uh, me and my roommate, we this last December, I didn't go anywhere. I stayed in Bozeman. Who do you live with? Uh, Jory and Lane. Okay. So uh, Two hard-working Montana guys. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we all stayed in Bozeman, and we just trained all uh, winter. It was kind of nice. There was nobody in Bozeman, so we just kind of had the weight room to ourselves. And uh, just ate every day, lifted every day. And uh, I feel like that's kind of when I mostly put up the weight on. And that's kind of when I felt better about my body and strength, for sure. You guys' media crew was doing a fun little thing where they had a little camera at the base of the locker room every day after fall camp. And it's just a question. You guys answered it. But I think that the two biggest answers for uh, who do you want to get stuck in the wilderness with? Who's going to save you if you're just in the middle of nowhere? We're Jory Show and Lane Sumner. So you got to feel pretty good that uh, you guys are going to survive a long winter here in Montana, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know, I know they were pretty pretty excited about it. I don't know if Lane got all the votes that he wanted, but I mean, if I were to say, I, di I didn't take the survey, but if I were to pick, it'd probably be Lane. But, yeah. Um, Why is that? 
I don't know. He's very meticulous, and he's a smart dude. And uh, I mean, obviously, they both know their way around. But uh, yeah, living with Lane and knowing how particular he is, I feel pretty comfortable with that. I was uh, I was texting with a couple of guys that played for the Cats a few years back, and, and they were saying, "Well, the ultimate of all time is Mac Bignell, because Mac Bignell, he probably just lives in the woods right now. He might." Because I was asking them, "How do you get a hold of Mac?" And they're like, "I don't know, dude. I don't know. Man. I don't know if he even has a way to get a hold of him." But but you must like that because that's sort of been what this culture has been here at Montana State. Is kind of the Montana guys like to get outside. I know you guys have a lot of out-of-state guys. You can sort of sort of show them the ropes. But has that made it easier for you? Because it is sort of a similar background to what you grew up like. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, we all kind of have similar personalities. We like to go out and be a little adventurous. And I mean, they even get me out of my comfort zone more often than not because uh, they like to go hiking in crazy places and getting away from people. And I mean, that's kind of how we all like to be. Is just kind of out in the wilderness, off by our own, and just a nice, calm setting for sure. Great picker joining us here in Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, last couple things for you. Turn the page to Drake. I mean, how do you sort of flush last weekend and get ready for another game? And are you excited for the Gold Rush? Yeah, I mean, it'll be my first time playing in Gold Rush. I mean, our coaches got us. They all get us set up. I mean, watching film, uh, they did an incredible job against Wyoming. I mean, they got us mentally all prepared and um, I feel the same way that they're going to do for this Drake game and uh, just going in and watching film and understanding the opponent uh, is going to be a huge key for that and uh, I definitely hope I'm not going to be as nervous as I was the first time against Wyoming so yeah. Just the one week of game prep, though, what where's the pluses and minuses of that? Because you guys basically prepared for Wyoming for like two years, you know what I mean? Definitely. I mean, I know we had a lot more time to obviously prepare for Wyoming, and uh, uh, I guess at the end of the day, we all kind of this last week focused in more on Wyoming and kind of what our schedule will be, especially with our first time going through it and how things are going to be done. Um, I think going in, watching film, and Attacking it the same way we did last week will be a good thing for us, yeah. Trade Pickering, Montana State take on Drake. Saturday night, Bobcat Stadium. It's a gold rush game. Should be a hell of a time. Trading, thanks so much for taking some time today, man. Thank you, guys. There you go. Trading Pickering, Montana State. Bobcats host Drake. Saturday night, gold rush. To my memory, this is my 16th year coming to the Big Sky Conference. This is the first time ever that Montana State and Montana have had Season-opening non-conference night games at the exact same time on the exact same night. That's crazy. So, we'll be here in Missoula bringing you college game day. Uh, I also got my pregame show over there in Bozeman, uh, but I obviously can't be two places at once, so uh, I'll be rolling on that already. I already got that one in the can, and uh, should be a great evening around the great state of Montana. We will give you full previews plus insight from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan and Montana head coach Bobby Halk in hour number two. Keep it right here. Nuana is now. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.